0: Hello and welcome to Lore Watch, a roundtable freeform discussion about lore and the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm Ann Stickney, one of two lore-focused writers from Blizzard Watch, and I've got both of my wonderful co-hosts with me today. First up, we've got the other author of Know Your Lore on Blizzard Watch, and that would be Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi.
1: Welcome to podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to podcast. Uh- I love that as a ringtone. I really do now.
0: <laughs> and the other man cackling madly in the background would be our other lore aficionado on the website, and that would be Joe Perez. Hey, Joe. Hey, everybody. I didn't get electrocuted today. Woo! That's that's a good thing.
2: You <laughs> should probably a... avoid that kind of thing <laughs> wherever just, possible. Just if anybody anybody listening was unsure, playing with live wires, not a good idea.
0: No, you're supposed to turn the electricity off, like, before you start messing with that kind of... Yeah. Anyway.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. I I know that my mom didn't, so my mom didn't turn the electricity. Like I asked her, did you throw the breakers off before I get over today to take a look at things? She didn't. It was a very interesting day.
0: Do you know what the breakers were? <laughs> yes. Okay. She just didn't turn the. Okay. She just forgot. All right then. Well, as long as you're okay,
2: that's good. think uh... more than electricity to keep me from talking about lore.
1: <laughs> In fact, it takes electricity for you to talk about lore. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And it it's the cause of and solution to all your problems.
0: Speaking of electrifying, we have some electrifying questions from the emails. Was that... That was reaching too far for a segue, I we're think. Been, anyway. Better I, 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 I thought it was questions. great. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't have shaman questions, I don't think. Not that I recall, anyway. But we do have a bunch of questions. Technically, we do. Okay. Well, we do have a bunch of questions from you guys in regards to past podcast and just Legion lore in general so since we had the stockpile I figured we'd go ahead and address a few of those today and as always we're probably going to ramble all over the place but if you have a question for Lore Watch, you could send that to podcast at blizzardwatch.com just put Lorewatch in the subject line so that we know that it's intended for this show and please try to keep those emails brief because some of y'all like to go into short novel territory and I do have to read these on the air <laughs> Alright, so uh, our first question is from Joni, who's a hunter from Gallywix, who says, Greetings, ye great lore sages. I just did the quest race the fourth fourth horseman on my DK campaign, and the whole thing seemed a bit weird. Is Bolvar the only one inside the helm of domination these days, or is there some of Arthas' mind still kicking around in there? If it is only Bolvar, why would he raise Tyrion? They were buddies after all, and he himself was being tortured to death and still wouldn't give in to the Lich King. Did he lose himself when he became Came the Lich King forgetting all about the horror he felt serving the undead himself? If Arthas is still there, I guess he came to hate Tyrion enough but he would remember what happened last time he sent people to Light's Hope but then again he wouldn't care about He wouldn't care about sending Death Knights to their doom again. If Mograine the Younger was always the pick, did they have to go all the way to get him re-raised as the horseman leader, or was he just a replacement after they couldn't get Tyrion? Keep up the great work and happy hunting. Droney. Now, Rossi, you play a Death Knight, so you've you've done this stuff. Um, This is a lot of
1: questions all at once. Okay. Uh, Well, basically, um, it's not 100% that it's just Bolvar. If it isn't just Bolvar, it's much more likely to be Nerzul in there with him than Arthas.
0: Okay, here's, uh, my, quest, you... or here's my request. For okay. people that aren't playing Death Knights, have never played them, haven't done this particular quest
1: campaign or anything, can you give us a brief rundown of what happens? Okay, well, the first thing you have to know is that if you're a Frost Death Knight, the first quest you do to get your artifact weapons is to go to Ice Crown Citadel and essentially fight your way to the top, collecting pieces of, of Frostmourne. When you get to the top... Bolvar basically takes the pieces and makes two swords out of them but it's like I can't you know you can't use these yet you have to go into the world within the blades and confront the, the evil within you go in and Arthas and Nirzul are in there and Nirzul's given Arthas a great big pep talk about destroying the world you fight Arthas you eventually beat him and Nirzul says you ruined my plans and vanishes and that's you you then claim the swords and yeah, everything's great. Then you go on the campaign to do the various four horsemen deal for the Lich King. Um, you raise, um, the first one you raise is, uh, oh, I can never remember his name, too. And he's Naz- Naz- Nazrim. Not Nazrim. Nazgrim? Is Nazgrim. 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 Uh, the, the, you know, the, the guy from uh, the Cataclysm, the Rolls Balls guy. The one you killed in Missa Pandaria at the end. Our yes, buddy that we helped. Our buddy Snazzy, Snazzy Nazzy, Nazgrim. Yeah. He's the first one you raise. And he's actually hilarious as a Death Knight because he just takes to it. It's it's kind of funny how quickly he's like okay now I guess I work for you guys. Um, the second one you get is is Thoras Trollbane himself, good old Thoras from back in the the first and second war, head of 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 Arathor, uh, strong guard guy. You get him next. You you kill his son Galen, who turned out to be the one who murdered him in the first place.
0: He's kind of a it's big a, jerk, Galen. Not well, yeah. I mean they probably both are, but you know,
1: yeah, one Galen's- of is a bigger jerk is so crazy that he thinks he can even defy Sylvanas and get away with it. So eventually he was going to get killed. But you do it because you want to get Thoras. So you raise Thoras, he's number 2. Number 3 on the list is uh in in is uh in I want to say inquisitor. Inquisitor Sally Whitemane. Uh, good old Whitemane. You you get Isn't her Isn't she raise High inquisitor
0: death. or grand inquisitor or whatever.
1: I don't I know. I just remember her as inquisitor, but whatever. She's she's now she's a death knight. You you raise her next. She's number 3 on the hip raid. Uh number four, as he says in in the email, is they send you they send you to get Tyrion. I think it's a it's a serious misunderstanding of how Bolvar is now to think he has any humanity left. Bolvar, the whoever whoever the Lich King is up there, if it's pure Bolvar, if it's Bolvar with some Ner'zhul, if it's a mel- melding, I don't know. What I do know is this that guy does not care a whit about pro- collateral damage. If you have to suffer eternal damnation to, to defeat the Legion, he is okay with that. That does not bother him. So the idea that he'd go get Tyrion, yeah, they were friends in life. That means nothing to him now. He has no remorse at all. This is not a guy who holds back. He, he doesn't stop and say, that would be awful. he In fact, the more awful it is, the more he's likely to do it, if it will get him results. He's, he is the most results-oriented Lich King we've ever seen. He's not Ner'zhul, who is kind of like, you know, had a, nursing a grudge against the Legion. And he's not Arthas, who is kind of nursing a grudge against the world. This guy is goal-oriented. He wants to get a fourth horseman. He wants a leader for the fourth horseman. He looks around and says, who is the greatest, you know, champion on Azeroth? Who's currently dead that I can reasonably raise? Tyrion. Because I can't get, I mean, Varian Wrynn isn't going to happen. Because that guy is in pieces. It's gonna, it would take me forever. Um, he's but not Tyrion, even in pieces. I think the only and, piece of him left is like a boot. <laughs> he's, in, like, he's in atom-sized pieces. He's in dust-level pieces. But Varian's out. Tyrion's in. He, he basically sends you to get Tyrion.
2: Balvar's already in the helmet, so he can't yeah. use himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, so it, it's, it's purely like he looks at the situation and says, who's the best candidate? He doesn't, he doesn't say, but he wouldn't like it because he doesn't care. That's completely unimportant to him. So he sends you on your death knight, is the death lord, to go into lights' hope and basically fight your way through the paladins, which you do. If you are the if you are the death lord, you straight up slap down a pony bright mane and uh, lady liadrin like they weren't even there. You you walk through them. They they are not an impediment to you. Uh, and then when you get there, you start trying to raise Tyrion, and that's when the light gets upset with you because you put you brushed aside its champions and now you are desecrating it in its own, like, in its holiest of holy places. Uh, and You Darian come to opens, my house! <laughs> yeah, you, 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 bring this, you bring this to my place. Uh, and it does try to get you. It, it's, it's Darian who saves you. Darian basically sh- puts, opens a death gate, shoves you through it, and takes the full brunt of the light himself. Uh, you, you barely manage to drag him through before he's, he's toast. He, so he, he gets killed. He's outright dead. He is dead on the ground. And the Lich King is like, okay, well... I can't get Tyrion. That's a pretty good sacrifice. And he raises Darian and makes Darian the fourth horseman. <clears throat> Darian is now therefore the, the, no longer, strictly speaking, he's no longer the leader of the of the Ebon Blade. He's now the head of the four horsemen. It's implied that all four of the horsemen are pretty strongly controlled by the Lich King, which means the Lich King now has a pretty strong grip on the entire Ebon Blade. Whereas when you start this expansion, the Ebon Blade are like, we're going to work with him, but we don't trust him by the end it sort of implied that they no longer have a choice that if they're not outright controlled by they're being influenced by the by the lich gang so that's what's happening with that it, it, he didn't mogreen the younger was not his first choice it wasn't even his second choice necessarily i i get the sense you're the second choice if if you had died he'd have done it to you but well technically you, you kind of are dead but if you had died that time yeah if if you if you got twice baked instead of Darian, they they would have used you. But you live, Darian dies, so Darian's the one who gets raised. Uh, but yeah, he didn't he didn't go through a rigmarole. He was he was sincere. He was going for Tyrion, and it it has nothing to do with their friendship. It has nothing to do with anything that they had when they were both alive and they were both paladins. It's purely who'd be the best choice.
2: And I mean that's sort of like an echo of of him and I, I want to say almost in real life, just stripped of the humanity, right? Like when he was alive, he was. Very driven, very goal oriented as well. So it's like, it is almost like the most dangerous combination you can possibly have at the helm of the Lich King. And it's like, if it, it, it feels weird to me that we've been celebrating the fact, like, oh, we have an ally that took over this mantle and this burden. Yay. You know, he's going to do good by us. And it's like, but he doesn't have any humanity left. There's no more remorse. What is going to happen? Well, now we're, I think we're starting to get a glimpse of it. And that's really, really scary.
1: You get more of it in the, the mount quest, which I haven't done yet. Uh, I haven't gotten that far along yet. I don't think anybody has. But it doesn't
0: um, start until we finish the actual Broken Shore campaign, I don't think.
2: The, um, you, the mount quest. You have to complete spoilers. the campaign and be exalted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The so there's like I've three more weeks. The few spoilers I've seen of it indicate that he is even worse on that quest, and and also if you see like other stuff, like for instance, if you're a mage and you get Fellow Malorn, uh, you have to go get it from the Scourge, and and the Lich King basically says. If you survive, okay, take it. And he just throws the scourge at you just to see what happens. There, I said this before. I think I was writing a Know Your Lore about it, and I made the point that Nirzul came at it as a shaman who, you know, he, he was used to negotiating with spirits. And even as the Lich King, he kind of took that approach of trying to, you know, create alliances and manipulate forces. Like the way he, he dealt with the Nubarak. Instead of killing him, he made Anubarak a servant. And Arthas came at it as a a king in the making. He approached it very much as the Lich King. You know, I rule, you serve me. Bolvar is a general. Bolvar has always been High Lord. That's that's his role. He's never, even when he was ruler of Stormwind, he did it knowing somebody else was the actual king. He always, it was always about duty and it was always about service. And now that he's the Lich King- He's very military minded. Yeah, now that he's the Lich King- You can see in the way he acts, he has a goal and he approaches that goal. The goal right now is stop the Legion from destroying Azeroth because if it does, you know, he goes with it. And he also very much – this is why I think Ner'zhul might still be hanging around in there somewhat. He hates the Legion. He's very antagonistic towards them. He does not like them. He wants them to burn. He even says, our enemies shall be crushed before us and you shall be the instrument of my vengeance. He says Vengeance. What vengeance does Bolvar have against the the, the Legion specifically? Not uh, our vengeance, my vengeance. Keep in mind that
0: the Lich King is kind of this creature of eternal suffering and torment. And the whole reason that he, like, he doesn't enjoy being the Lich King. I don't think the Lich King enjoys what he's doing. I don't think he takes any pleasure in any of it because he's this long-suffering individual. It's sort of like the Death Knights. I don't think the Death Knights really enjoy being Death Knights. They suffer. They've gotten yeah. used to the suffering well, well, part of it, but it's not that they really enjoy it. I don't know. think.
2: And I think Rossi makes a really good point too, though. Like the the verbiage used there is kind of key because Bolvar didn't die to the hands of the Legion; he died to the hands of the Lich King. So, like, if it was well, anything he died because own... of
0: the plague.
2: Hold on a second, but I mean, who tormented him? Who brought him back to life? Who was who was making an the example? Red Dragon
0: Flight? Here's and... the thing about Bolvar. This is the weird thing about Bolvar, right? Okay, Bolvar was like this shining bastion of the Alliance and the head of the Alliance forces in Northrend. He goes to fight at Angrigar the Wrathgate. And maybe he would have held up against the Lich King. Maybe not. Probably not, because the cu- Lich King kind of cut through uh, Saurfang the Younger like he was hot butter or whatever. That didn't work at all. But before we could find out whether or not Bolvar could actually make a dent in the Lich King at all. He was interrupted by the arrival of Putres, who just, like, flung a bunch of plague into the whole proceedings. And Bolvar was stuck in the middle of it, and there was nothing he could do. And as he's sitting there, dying, his vision going dark, he sees these red dragons flying overhead, and they're dousing everything with the flames of life. That's, mm-hmm. that's what the red dragon flight is all about. That's what they do. And because... Bolvar wasn't quite dead, he was cauterized by these living flames and became this thing that wasn't dead, wasn't alive, he was just there. And he looked terrible. (laughs) He he did not look good, like not even a little. He looked, he, he was like the sort of thing that you find in your deepest, darkest nightmares. And he knew that he couldn't go back to Azeroth. He couldn't go back to his normal. There's no way anybody would look at it. was sort of like uh, that whole bit in The Princess Bride where he's like, oh, we're going to fight to the pain. And he's talking about how he's going to mangle Prince Humperdinck until like every child he runs across screams in terror and every mother, you know, covers their eyes and asks, dear God, what is that thing? OK, that's what Bolvar's life has become and it wasn't anything that he did, it was just a series of unfortunate events. But the thing is is Bolvar is so strong, he's so powerful a persona that he's able to resist being corrupted by the Lich King for however long we were however long we were up there in Northern. We were up there for like a year. Who knows when the Wrathgate happened. So at least a couple of months, if not longer. This guy was being continually tortured by the lich king and he didn't give in he was the only dude that was powerful enough even in this half-life half-death thing to stand up to what the lich king was offering and then we put the helm on him (laughs) like
1: why did we do that (laughs) Well, the only well, reason we and did that that's was because and he asked us to.
2: You know, he know, he he, t- he yeah. He asked us to because he wanted to take on that burden. But what I was getting at is what happens when the legion is defeated, right? And Good the, question. The, but the verbiage of my vengeance. He has a lot of grudges now, especially if he's being whispered or twisted by Ner'zul in the background where Ner'zhul is like, yeah, you have a lot of power and you can go and take care of all the things and all the things that wronged you. Oh man, that 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 undead civilization that's not directly under your control. They're the reason you died. You should probably go kill them. Why don't you go take care of that problem too? Now that the Legion's all sorted. Oh man, remember those red dragons? You'd have a peaceful existence now. You wouldn't be stuck in this per- Purgatory of of existence. If it wasn't for them, they're over there. By the way, you know, right, right over there. You, you, you never would have put,
0: had to put this hat on if it wasn't exactly. for these people. So,
2: and and we know. And, and at this point, Ner'zul is, is had centuries <laughs> of experience my... over his over his weary soul. At this point,
0: right. But here's my question about this, though, because I mean, we've all read the Arthas novel, correct? Yeah. Okay. Multiple the, times. Yeah. At the end of the Ar- Arthas novel, it's made relatively clear that that last vestige of Ner'zhul that existed within Arthas slash the Lich King was extinguished or at least that's how I came away from the Unreliable
2: book. narrator though right at that point because wh- who's, po- who's telling the story at that point It is
0: an unreliable narrator but then we also get like when you run into him the first time you run into him in Howling Fjord he he says you know I was a shaman once but the implication there is I'm not anymore I'm something else and there's multiple meanings here. So it's like, is it Nerzul in there manipulating him? Or oh. is it whatever whatever that thing was before, before even Nerzul was cleaved to this helm and whatnot, was there an entity that predated all of that? Did Killer find something truly horrific and say, Let's stick an orc in it and see what happens? <laughs> is that is that what happened here? Like what happened to create this entity? What really we know one, thing.
1: one thing we know is that the uh, Legion's runecrafting technology, magic, whatever you want to call it, tends to be... Well, th- For instance, there's the axe that you get, the Maul of the Damned, which is the, the uh, blood DK artifact, yeah. which is basically got a demon in it. Straight up, there is a demon, uh, I think it's actually a, uh, uh, one of the pit lords, jammed into that axe. And that's what's draining, when, when it draws blood, that's what's doing it. The axe is literally a demon. That's what you're holding. It's theoretically possible that's what the Helm of Domination and the Armor of Command was all about. That that's, you know, that it was a demon stuck in that armor. Or it's possible that the first essence put into it was Ner'zhul. He may have made the armor to put Ner'zhul in it. We know that you see Ner'zhul when you do the Frost DK artifact quest. You fight Arthas. Ner'zhul's there the whole time. He's throwing stuff at you. He's complicating the fight. When you get done and you beat Arthas... Nerzul says, you ruined my plans, and he bamps out. I don't know what that means. I don't know what how he can bamf out of swords if he's stuck in the swords. Like He should theoretically still be in them, <clears throat> if that's where he was. But <clears throat> if he was, in fact, in the Helm of Domination the whole time, that would explain why he bamfs out. Why would the Lich King let you fight himself? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense either. It's one of those situations where there's a thread here that we don't know what it is. <clears throat> but it seems likely to me... If not Nirzul himself, and if not Arthas himself, echoes of them remain. Like it feels like Bolvar can can access how they thought and what they f- and what they remember. Like because he doesn't. There's continuation. He remembers all this stuff that happened to the Scourge before he became the Lich King. He remembers where fellow Malorn is. Like that fellow Malorn was brought up there during the you know the battle against you know once one of Kalethos' descendants grabbed the sword to try and fight the Lich King. That's and he knew it even though it didn't happen while he was Lich King. You know what I'm saying? It's like so, the helm is in
0: a way kind of like Frostmourne where it stores I mean, you have Frostmourne, you have spirits that live within Frostmourne. Those spirits were released when Frostmourne was shattered, right? Yeah. It's almost like the helm kind of does the same thing.
1: Or even even more than that. Like it might actually it be a way to like effectively keep a soul around forever. They might not Arthas the reason Arthas saw only darkness is that part of him might be stuck in that helmet forever. And even though he's dead and even though he's gone, part of him will never be gone. And every Lich King, you know, if Bolvar died and somebody else put the hat on, they would have access to Bolvar. They would know what Bolvar knew. They would think what Bolvar thought. Again, this is just speculation. What we do know is he is as distant from his life and the person he was when he's alive as it's possible to get. He's more unlike the way he was than Arthas was unlike the way he was. Arthas still had a had, still had like a, a chip on his shoulder, even when Arthas pulled out like you know the the metaphorical heart. When he pulled out everything that, that he you know of, of goodness in him and had you know he let it get destroyed, he was more like a person than Bolvar is. Like it, when you do these quests, Bolvar is very you know. It, first off, it's the same Lich King voice. It's not it's not Bolvar's voice with Lich King stuff over it. It's the Lich King voice. It's the exact same one that you heard at the end of the cinematic when you killed Arthas. You know, as as he puts the helmet on, his voice changes and he goes, no, go. And it's that, that voice. That's the voice he uses every time he talks to you. When you're the death Lord, every time the Lich King talks to you, he talks to you in that voice. It's funny because the death Lord is as much a servant of another power as the warrior is. The battle Lord does what Odin wants the Death Lord does what the Lich King wants, but the Lich King is a much better hands-off guy. Like He knows how to basically say, get this done, and then lets the Death Lord do it, much more so than Odin does, which is completely unrelated. It just doesn't instruct struck to me. Um, the, the Lich King right now, what, when this is over, when Bolvar isn't worried about the Legion anymore, that's when we find out how much of him is really left because he's coming out of this stronger.
2: Like, yeah, he's either- got a bigger grip on, a, on on forces. He's got more... More powerful things under his command now.
1: He's effectively got the Ebon Blade back. Yeah, for for all for all intents and purposes, the the Ebon Blade now works for the Lich King again, because Darian works for the Lich King now. He's direct servant. Whether or not he think he sees it that way, I couldn't tell you. It's they don't really you don't get to see a lot of Darian's perspective after the fact, but it's certainly implied that Darian is a direct servant of the Lich King now. So, yeah, Bolvar's. Bolvar's using this, this to his advantage, and what, we'll see what he does with it after. For that matter, I mean, you know, we, we still don't know how this all ties into the Valkyr. Like we don't, that's the one thing he hasn't reclaimed. He I do want to jump Valkyr. to the
0: second email here, because the second email sort of ties into all of what we're talking about right now. Um, and this one is from Crow, who says, Greetings, Lorewatch. I'm a fan of Warcraft lore, but I don't actually play World of Warcraft. I just play War- Warcraft 3. You talked about Death Knights and the Lich King a few weeks ago, and for months I've been wondering, who is the Lich King? Is he just whoever wears the helm of domination, or is he a mixture of the personalities of whoever wears the helm? The Arthas novel seems to contradict itself, especially with the part where Dream Arthas kills Dream Ner'zhul. Also, what do you think Bolvar is up to in Legion? Love the podcast and hearing your opinions on various things. So, that that's the other part of my question. Do you think that Bolvar... As the Lich King, is he trying to get the Legion out of the way or is this all part of some bigger plan maybe that he has kicking around
1: that we don't know about yet? You ever heard of Case White or Case Green? No. Okay. Case Green was the plan that the United States drew up in the, in like 1908 for the invasion of Canada should war with England ever happen. And obviously, <laughs> okay. obviously it didn't happen, right? But they had a plan for it because that's what generals do. And and it wasn't just the United States, everybody had multiple plans for all these mm-hmm. contingencies. Yep. And they still have them. Like they still come up with new ones all the time.
2: Because that, that's literally their job.
1: Yeah, generals do that. I guarantee you, Bolvar has contingency plans for war with everybody. And you can see him as he's executing his anti-Legion plan, which I completely believe he means. Every interaction I've had with him is a Death Knight. I am, he is 100%. I hate the Legion. I want them gone. I want them destroyed. I want them to suffer. And, you know, in a very real way, the Legion is responsible for Bolvar's suffering. I know he didn't, they didn't actually do it to him, but if it weren't for Kel'Thuzad working for the Lich King, because Kil'jaeden threw him into Ice Crown, none of this would have happened. Yeah. You know, and so it's very clear Bolvar holds the Legion in a very special place of hatred and contempt. He dis- he despises them. He wants them. It's one of the few times he gets emotional when he talks to you. It's when he's saying they will burn, they will suffer as I have suffered. Like he- he's he's not kidding. I I believe he very much wants to get rid of the Legion. But once he's done with the Legion, he has plans. It is obvious he is oh, yeah. making himself stronger. Uh, if I were Sylvanas, I would be holding on because. She is currently the head of a listing ship. The the horde is weaker now than they've ever been. And they mm-hmm. were pretty weak after after uh, Miss Pandaria. Right now they are they're taking a pounding and the alliance is taking a pounding too. I'm not saying but, the alliance but The is alliance
2: strong. is a lot more unified than than the horde is at this point. There's horde, still a lot of dissent and everything else.
1: The horde at this point is united purely because they don't have any other options. Who do they have? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? They don't it's Sylvanas or who? Bane? You know, it's Bane isn't going to hold the Forsaken in place, and the Forsaken are taking the brunt of the beating. The Forsaken are the frontline troops now. Orcs aren't. Trolls aren't. It's the Forsaken. They're the ones... The In Legion, the Forsaken are the ones who are taking the biggest beating from both the Alliance and from the Legion. And Bolvar, meanwhile, is consolidating control of the Scourge. He's bringing the Ebon Blade back into the ranks. He's reaching out to new power and new power sources. Um, you get Fang back... You know, at the end of this, Rhyme Fang is once again a, a force to be reckoned with. It's kind of terrifying how how much of the Scourge's power base is being rebuilt right in this game, right in this expansion. And you're doing it. Mm-hmm. If you're the Death Lord, you're making it happen.
2: Yeah. And see, the part that, that I think is absolutely. I, I buy into all this for one reason, one reason only. And I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more. We as players and the NPCs we report to are so incredibly short sighted they care about the immediate they don't have these long term plans like and that's and we've talked about this before this is what gets us into all sorts of trouble you know we go and defeat this one big evil oh we accidentally created another big evil we got to go deal with that now Oh, now we have this army that's invading we got to go deal with that now and, and we don't generally stop to, to measure the consequences or think long term. Bolvar does exactly the opposite as a general that like, like you've just pointed out, that's his job. His job is to think long-term. So to think that, you know, this is all we're seeing is what immediately is. There would be all there is would be incorrect. There, there, there's a long-term game. And not only that, but if Ner'zhul is not gone, if Ner'zhul is whispering in the background, he's also not exactly one that wasn't, uh, you know, prone to just immediate only. he, had long-term plans as well and he's been up there in that helm long enough that well he's probably got a long-term game and an agenda that he's probably trying to creep in there
1: if you look and, at nerzul too one thing about nerzul is nerzul had the ultimate wake-up call for what short-term planning does to you mm-hmm. nerzul blew up his own planet yep uh, and it's funny because we've had illidan this whole expansion and we've seen it throughout illidan's life illidan has done whatever he thought necessary to win the, the battle against the legion And it's kind of like another example of that kind of thinking where you'll do anything and sacrifice anything for victory. And you don't think about what it is you're sacrificing, which is why Illidan looks like a hat rack now, because he didn't stop to think about what he was doing. He was like, okay, I'm going to draw all the power out of the skull of Gul'dan. Well, okay, now I'm a monster, but whatever it was necessary. Bolvar isn't that kind of thinker. That isn't how he's doing this. It's, it's, it's still the same guy that fought felzan the Duskbringer with you, that's the worst part. That part of that guy is still there. The guy that when he confronted Thelzan knew everything about him. You got you I mean, I think we were talking about this, and didn't we talk about this like a couple weeks ago? Like Which? when you see when you go when you do the Thelzan quest and Bolvar comes running in and, and he basically he says, Father Inigo Montoy and he knows everything about the guy. Like yeah. he just he, you know, that's Bolvar. He does not go into a fight if he doesn't know the situation. Yeah. He was really well prepared. So that's what I think we're looking at in terms of who the Lich King is. It's kind of hard to say. It's hard to say if the Lich King is just the person who wears the helm, or if it's a combination. It feels if Bolvar isn't influenced by them, he still feels like he has access to them. Like he can look in, the, he can look back and say, "Okay, this is what Arthas did. Okay, this is what Nerzul did. This is what you know. This is how that worked." So, I mean, he's gotten. He can use the power of the Lich King, like to raise things from the dead. It's only been a couple of years.
2: Yeah, you
1: know he's, he's, he's got been... pretty
2: good control for somebody that hasn't really been at the helm for a long time. The other question, though, too that, that that I spawned from there. We know what happens to demons when we quote unquote kill them; they go off and then can be reformed. We don't know what's happened to the spirits of the Lich Kings. Like, don't forget that this was created by Kill Jaden. Like he made this. This is a thing he did. How do we know that? this is just eternal suffering with no chance whatsoever of release death or whatever. So you kill these things, you confront them, even like if it's the novel or, or whatever, where you, where you see like Arthas, you know, get defeated or, or Arthas defeats Ner'zhul or or, 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 or all these things that happen. What if that's not it? What if it just takes time for them to reform and they just show back up? So maybe they're, they're there, like they can access them, but maybe they're just regrowing. Maybe that's, that's part of that doom. That's part of that, that sort of, heck that they've been eternally damned to.
0: Okay, I have well, you a couple guys... of questions for the two of you. The first one ties into World of Warcraft Chronicle Volume 2. Chronicle Volume 2 ended with Draenor's destruction. It did not... It, it showed Ner'zhul going through the portal to escape the world. It did not address what happened to him after he went through it. It actually cut off right before that would have happened. Do you think that this was a deliberate cutoff point so that we didn't they didn't reveal too much about Bolvar and the Lich King itself too soon?
2: Yeah, I do. I honestly do, because if you kind of reveal a bunch of that, like we're talking about right now. How many questions have we had that, that revolve around the meat of that creation? Do
0: you think that this right? is maybe pointing towards a possible future expansion in which Bolvar, and the, as the Lich King, takes a much larger role? Are we looking at maybe a Wrath Part 2 down the road?
1: I would be amazed if we don't see more of Bolvar yeah. at some point in some way. I do think, I mean, one of the things we've never known is we knew Nirzul went through the portal and Jaden, got his hands on him somehow. We don't know how. We don't right. know if Nerzil jumped through the portal and literally killed Jaden. Was on the other side, going, "Hey, <laughs> thanks for jumping through the portal. What's up? Have a you know, coincidence seeing you here. Fancy seeing or you here. Maybe, maybe he jumped through and ended up on a Legion world, and the demons captured him and brought him to, to kill Jaden. Perhaps he had adventures before Kill Jaden caught him. I, we don't know. It's very possible that Kill Jaden had put the uh, helm and armor, you know, on a planet somewhere and. Killed, you know N- nerzul found them and that was the plan the whole time i that's all we don't know nothing all we know is he found him he got him he did this to
2: him
0: and we won't know until we see chronicle volume well, three which to yeah. my knowledge hasn't even been talked about yet much less but, you know here's another have. scary thought yeah
2: sorry here's another scary thought we know we're going off planet at some point so theoretically, Azeroth's strongest defenses are going to be going to another planet somewhere else in the Twisting Nether. I don't think the Lich King's coming with us.
0: Well, what's going to happen to the world while He's we're He's going to be left That's to his own question. devices
2: while, while we're off-planet. That is
0: a very good question. And the fact that we are going to Argus on in, in 7.3, like we're leaving our world, makes me think that maybe the next expansion is going to be about what we find
1: when we get back. But... Half the world and, and... belongs to Ashara, the other half belongs to the Lich King. <laughs> right, there's a couple that, of that's, different that's things that happen is. there. Okay, but, uh, so my other
0: about. question. At the end of Ice Crown Citadel, like at the end of that encounter, we destroy the Lich King, Tyrion breaks out of the ice cube that he's been locked in the entirety of the encounter while we did all the hard work, and yes, I'm still angry about that, or annoyed about that. Anyway, so he does the whole, ooh, we're gonna kill you thing, I called on the light, blah blah blah, and... Lich King falls over dead the helm goes rolling on the ground Tyrion reaches for it and before he can get it Bolvar picks it up and says no give it to me cuz i can't there's there's no other role i'm suited for right now this is this is this is what i this is what i have left to give to the world to so let me give it to the world and Tyrion you know gives him the helm he puts the helm on his head and he becomes the new lich king blah blah yada yada do you think or how do you think the face of everything up in Ice Crown would had differ would have differed if we had actually let Tyrion take the helm? Do you think it would have been a better decision to let Tyrion Fordring have that instead of Boulevard? No, no, um, I think
2: I think I think we'll ahead, Much of this, I'm sorry, I think it would be much of the same. Uh, be- and and I'm not saying that as a you know a shot against Tyrion. It's because Tyrion was very duty bound. He was a general. He was a a warrior just like Bolvar was, and we've seen how the call of the Lich King, the call of the helm uh, the helm itself, warps even the most noble intentions. Like, Arthas didn't start out to want to be, like, the ruler of the world. He wanted to save his people. Like, okay, but that wait, was what he let me interject thought.
0: here. Wouldn't it have been better to have Tyrion, the general guy, get the lich king's helm become the lich king or whatever and then have bolvar outside of the lich king's helm the one guy who was able to resist the corruption of the lich king up there holding the new lich king in check would that not Mm. have been a better idea
2: i honestly think it would have been a better idea to have nobody take the helm and us just deal with the consequences Mm. like at that point at that point sure the undead aren't going to have anybody to control them but who cares we have them penned
1: um, I don't think Tyrion would have been a better choice because I think Tyrion – Tyrion was tired. And that's not a knock on him. Uh, it's just a fact. He lost his son. He basically put all of his remaining purpose into stopping the Lich King, and he did it. And you saw after he did it, it's like he called upon the light to his absolute maximum extent at the top of Ice Crown. He pulled in that one last favor, and the light was like, all right, I'll favor you with this. I'll break that ice so you can you can save your people. And um, that's the last time that's this is I'm sorry, but this is the last time you'll be able to do this. He made that deal. He, he, you know, unconsciously, I don't think it was ever like I don't think this is something they thought about. I just feel like it was it was this moment of ultimate effort. And after that, I feel like he was done and it just it just was a matter of the next thing coming along that could actually kill him. I mean, through cataclysm, he wasn't really involved. You know, he was kind of just hanging out, you know, in his former territory while we dealt with problems and, you know, very much so. And M- Mists of Pandaria had very little to do with him. Uh, you know, Warlords of Draenor, okay, there's some stuff happening out the Dark Portal, they send some guys down, you know, whatever. It, it, it felt like when he came out of retirement, semi-retirement at the end of Legion, that was the, a guy who knew I don't have a lot of time left. You know what I mean? So had he put on the helmet, I feel like he would have just surrendered because he was done. Like when he picks up the helmet, he picks up the helmet. He, he actually puts it on Bolvar's head he's holding it and he's looking at it and you hear him say such a heavy responsibility it must be mine because there is no one else and that's when Bolvar speaks and says yo over here and i don't feel like Tyrion. like Tyrion would have done it because as joe said he's duty bound but he wouldn't he didn't have any more fight left in him yeah like that's why he dies on the broken shore it's not that he's a bad person it's not that the light didn't for lack of a better word, love him or respect him. It's that he was done. It, 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 you couldn't ask him for anymore. He gave his all. The only thing he had left was his life. And then he lost it because that was it. It's not that he wasn't good enough or strong enough. It was that he was at the end. Had he put on the helmet, he probably would have just broken. No. no. you know. Do
0: you think that Bolvar went for the helm out of altruistic reasons? Like, did he, yes. did he take it because he, oh, really, yeah. he thought that he could help genuinely?
1: I feel like I mean your your point about Bovar is really apt. I really do think that Bolvar looked at himself and said, "What am I going to do? Go back to Stormwind? Hi guys, I'm back. Oh, don't mind the flames seeping out of every part of my horrible, yeah, ravaged think, body." But, but I do I think, also think, you know, I, I guess I do also think Bolvar looked at the situation and said, "Tyrion had already been through so much because Tyrion was like what 30 years older than Bolvar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tyrion had lost his son. Tyrion had given up a ton to be like the the head of the of the Argent Crusade. Bolvar." had spent his entire life putting himself, putting his own needs second. He did that for Stormwind. He did that for Varian and Anduin. He did that for the Alliance going up to Northrend to fight. And in the end, he did it again. He put his own needs second. Because, you know, it's too much to ask anyone who has any sort of life to do this. But I have no life. What am I losing? So I do think there's altruism there, but that doesn't matter anymore. That's my thinking
2: on it. I just think it's, I mean, part of that, I believe that is true. And that was his mentality. I mean, despite the fact that it's probably not accurate, because I'm fairly confident he would have been welcomed back no matter what he looked like. Cause I mean, I mean, we've made deals with other things in the past. Um, but I have a random question for you, Rossi, about the death Knight stuff. Cause I just had a random thought. So do you see Bolvar at any point after the initial, like, oh, you're, we're going to be working together thing. Do you have like physically see him?
1: Uh, you go up to to ice crown to get the frost uh, death knight quest to, for the artifact and i believe you do it again for the uh, for the the new mount
2: okay uh, do, we know, what, sorry, go ahead. do when, we know that's do we know what you, color his eyes are
1: he still looks like when you see him in the box when he's talking to you and you see the little box he looks like you know the helmet's red with the red eyes the okay. fire effect going on he doesn't look like the old Lich King, he looks like the one that you saw from the cinematic.
2: Okay. I was just I was just kinda curious. You
1: know, he, he still looks Bernie. He's he's very much on fire. Okay. Yeah.
0: Here's my other question. Um, that quote the, the the quote about, you know, how there must always be a Lich King, who did that come from initially?
1: Uh oh, Uther's ghost says it. Was that actually Uther's ghost? That's a question that I don't have answers for, and I've thought about it a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. when you go into that, when you go into the Halls of Reflection, when you're making Quel'Delar, and he chews you out for trying to make the, the sword out of Saranite, that sounds like Uther. I, I felt like that was an Uthery. what are you, nuts? You made that thing out of Saranite. You gotta go cleanse it. Oh, right, yeah. Should have thought of that. Good point, Uther. That feels like Uther, but who's to say? I mean, he doesn't show up when you break the sword, you know? When the sword gets broken atop ice crown, it's it's uh, Arthur's father who shows up. Yeah. And but the thing is you do see Uther again if you, you know, he Uther's ghost shows up inside the you know when you go back down. When you go back downstairs, the yeah, know, he's at the entrance.
2: You know, yeah. I have a question about that cuz doesn't you can go to his tomb. Yeah. And you can kind of interact with him. There's set quests that you talk to Uther's ghost. Isn't that How like that day he...
1: that holiday?
0: The,
2: yeah, the, yeah, the holiday. How can he be inside the blade and outside the blade at the same time, right? like
0: That's why I, that's why I was saying. I don't saying, think it's him. Is, is that the phrase most... that we got, that, that there must always be a Lich King, was that a load of bunk? Was that the Lich King was. giving some kind of additional insurance, whatever entity that was, giving some kind of in- additional insurance, just in the oh, event of his own demise,
1: my. that he would continue on? God. You
2: just... <laughs> no. What if, what if oh, it was you,
1: you don't understand what just happened to me. There's an, a loose end from Wrath of the Lich King that we have been complaining about being a loose end for years now. Uh huh. Malganus. Uh huh. We never saw Malganus again after we revealed that he was Admiral Baron Westwind. No, we did not. And Malganus loves to BS us. Yes, he and does. And get us to do stupid things that will hurt us later. So what if that was Mal'Ganis?
0: Yeah, but why would Mal'Ganis want the Lich
1: King to continue, though? Because, the, you know... Because it's the a world. perfect engine of destruction
2: Yeah, to and chaos
1: against the Legion's enemies. Even, even Velen actually has a future of a more powerful Lich King resurging out of ice crown and destroying the world, and then the Legion comes and just plays with the corpses of the planet. The Legion yeah. doesn't care. If, if the Lich King kills everybody on Azeroth, that's fine by the Legion.
2: Yeah, we're not, we're not the end goal of the legion, the planet Ooh.
1: is. So, and, and the plus, Lich King, the most... even though the Lich King
0: appears to have broken free from the legion's control and is no longer a legion puppet, which is what it was initially when Jaden created it.
1: Yeah. As it is still
2: the legion's puppet.
1: Or even if, even if it's not a puppet, the legion is totally okay with it
2: doing what it does as long as it's doing because it because they to know us. they can clean it up, right? And plus the most delicious lies, the most the lies that you believe the most are the ones rooted in reality and truth. So, like like you're talking about Uther t- telling you to clear like cleanse stuff. Okay, yeah, I could see him doing that. Who else would know that that would be a personality trait of him? Anybody who's been observing the heroes of both sides. Like it- it's it's not that far-fetched to say that anybody who has any knowledge of this person could pretty much guess where he's going to what he's going to say about certain situations and then run with it. And then Okay, well, he this is something he probably would say. I'm going to add a couple extra steps to it to get what I want out of it, but they'll believe it because this is the part that he would actually do. Like it, it's such a thing that I could see them doing.
1: And as you pointed out, you pointed out that the armor and the helmet were made by the by the killed, mm-hmm. killed Jaden all the time. Yep. So even if like you know the the guy in it hates the Legion and wants to destroy them,
2: there's a connection the, there.
1: They're tools of the Legion. If as long as they're doing what the Legion wants, the Legion's totally okay with it. Yep. And they're they're masters of necromancy. Yes, they've been they are. raising the dead they've been raising the dead way before the the scourge existed. This is so, something
0: yeah. that has been bugging me for a while though, you know, every time I thought about the lich king and this whole there must always be a lich king. Okay, that totally makes sense. Yeah, sure. You need a, you need a tool to keep the scourge in check. Yeah, that totally makes sense except that you know maybe it doesn't. And and who told us that to begin with? Was it something that we discovered? No, it was something that a ghost that was supposedly encased in Frostmorn, told us, except that that spirit was also seen elsewhere. So it's like,
1: it's like Rollcon part two. Yeah, it's, it's messed up. And in, it, even if it, it was in fact not Mal- Mal'Ganis, which I might just be pulling on because I love Mal'Ganis and want to see him more often. Even if it was the Lich King messing it with us. It doesn't still- seem
0: like it was Uther is all yeah. I'm
1: saying.
2: Is, right, no, it wouldn't be. You know, I don't he think showed
0: would up and he's like trying to help us out or whatever. Okay, that's cool and everything, but at the same time, I why would he be there and also be at the other, like...
2: Yeah, yeah if I don't was, think he could be in If two his spirit
0: months. was trapped in this sword, then how does he show up at his, you know, it doesn't... There's, why just, it, if, there's just enough of a question mark there for me to kind of... I've been I've been pondering this over for months. Like... Ever since the whole Bolvar thing started coming to a head here, where it was like, did we, did we actually do what the Lich King wanted us to do by, by giving that helm to Bolvar? Even, even if Tyrion had taken it. I mean, the, the whole point of that is that what happens when somebody takes that helm and puts it on? The Lich King continues to survive. Yeah, and plus, I mean, so we didn't really kill him. Aft- we killed Arthas, we killed the Arthas part of him at the top of Ice Crown Citadel, and then we promptly made
1: sure that he continued on. Well, plus, there's the fact that we bought that whole idea that there must always be a Lich King because the scourge will run out of control. It's like, so what if they do? They're penned yeah. up on a glacier.
2: That's exactly what, yeah. They're pinned, yeah. even even the ones that aren't penned up in a glacier. Even the, the mindless ones that are in like the Plaguelands. So what? We we can pen. We can keep them there.
1: Or we can kill them.
2: Or we can kill them. We have the forces. We are powerful enough to do this.
1: Yeah, it, it is interesting to think about. And and now the Lich King is stronger than he's been since Wrath. Right now, Bolvar as the Lich King is stronger than the Lich King has been in quite some time. He's he's, he's going from question. strength to strength, too.
0: Here's my other question. Um, Sylvanas. Obviously, Sylvanas had this whole thirst for vengeance against Arthas because he was the one that killed her to begin with, and she wanted the Lich King to... To die, and the Lich King died, and then she went back to Ice Crown, and she witnessed Bolvar sitting on the Frozen Throne, and she was so upset over this, and then, you know, figured, okay, well, my task is done. Flung herself off the Ice Crown Citadel, right? Made the deal with the Valkyr, brought him back. Since then, the entirety of her existence seems to be wrapped up in this whole idea of making sure that the Forsaken continue on through whatever means necessary. She's been trying to make deals with Valkyr. She's been trying, obviously, there was that whole thing with Helia and Stormheim. How likely is it that if Bolvar came to Sylvanas and said, Hi, I have a way to keep your people perpetually going if you work with me, how likely is it that she would take that deal?
1: Let me put it to you this way. Remember we were talking two weeks ago about the, the Dark Mirror story? Yes. And you pointed out that the Valkyrie could only do that ritual that they used on, on Nathanos. Like, it took a tremendous amount of power, and they, they weren't empowered by the Lich King anymore? They weren't feeding off the Lich King like a battery anymore. All he has to do is say, you want those Valkyrie of yours to be able to do what they did to, to Nathanos to everybody? I can make that happen. How
0: likely would Sylvan it be for Sylvanas the, to take the, that the, deal, though? How
1: likely the deal would be being taken as we speak? She, she—that would be a thing. She doesn't hate Bolvar. Yep. And he wouldn't be saying, you know, as long as he doesn't get stupid and greedy and tell her you'll be working as my slave. You know, an alliance. If he presents it as, hey, I'll do you a favor, I can give
2: you what you need—a
1: mutual, a pact of mutual benefit. Yep. I do this for you. You know, we're we're both royalty. We're rulers here. What's you know, I'm talking to you as an equal. Let's make an alliance. You have numbers and you're, you're forsaken. Think I have the power and I can make them better together. We can absolutely ensure that your forsaken will continue and that my scourge, you know, w- w- what's the you know, you you want your people to continue. If everybody's like that, then you you win. You know, you don't have to worry about anybody trying to destroy you anymore. Like, I don't, as long as he played it right, the, the question is, does Bolvar want an alliance with her or does he see her as a threat, which he should, because she is.
2: And even though, even then, though, like viewing her as a threat does not necessarily mean that you don't offer something with a string attached, right? Yeah, like exactly. it, it, you, you bring in the, the old saying, you keep you, your friends close, and your enemies closer. That's an easy way to do it. He knows what she wants you know, it's, I have this thing, don't worry about it, I got your back, we can be, do this whole thing, and the, meanwhile, there's like this little tiny cable coming right up to the the, the bottom of the throne where, with a little switch that he can go, bloop, now they're mine, sweet, let's go. Yeah, we see, it, it really depends, like, she's not, the thing about Savannah is she is not gullible. But we know that she's becoming more emotional.
1: Yeah, she's emotional and desperate. So I'm not saying that they, they couldn't be done, I'm just saying that, we're we're in a situation here where we, it, we come down to the general versus the high, you know, she was the, the high ranger. She was the ranger, queen, ranger general. These are both military people. These are people who are used to thinking tactically and strategically. They are people who approach these situations very carefully. So if he came to d- her
0: and he offered her something, she, she her immediate response would probably be, OK, what's in it for you? Yes, because exactly. you're not giving me this just out of the goodness of your heart.
1: You don't have one. She's not one. stupid. Yeah, she's not stupid, and she—it's like what we, it, I'm not saying he wouldn't. She wouldn't take it. I'm saying that if he approached her, you're entering into a system of back and forth mach, machinations where small incremental choices can pivot the whole thing. And I'm saying it would—it would be fascinating to watch the two of them interact because you're dealing with two very paranoid people at this point, and there's a lot of give and take how much like arthas is he does he remind her too strongly of arthas for it to work does he not remind her of arthas is she bitter that they were stupid enough to put him up there
0: joe what do you think i kind of want to hear your thoughts on this too as far as do you think sylvanas would take that deal
2: i do and again and the reason is not that she's gullible it's not that she's you know stupid or anything like that it's it, honestly, I think it is that the fact that she has this, for lack of a better term, creeping humanity, and she realizes that this is a very real problem. That she's had a couple opportunities, maybe, to make good on that, and they've been taken from her. Like, think about it. She made the deal with Hellia. She went through all of that 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 rigmarole to get the to get the lantern to bind. Uh, God, why can't I think of her name now? Ayer. Ayer, thank you. Uh, to bind Ayer, to get what she needed to propagate her race, to make sure her people were were hearty, healthy, and hale, so to speak, as much as a undead can be, um, she's running out of options. And when you're running out of options and you're staring this problem smack dab in the face, and, and you, we've talked about it earlier, it's her people on the front lines. It's her people taking the brunt of all of the fighting that is going on. It's not orcs, it's not torn, it's not trolls anymore. This is a problem she has to deal with. It's not like she can conscript more more troops on the regular. Like, orcs have children. They grow up. They want to bash things. Torrin grow up. They get strong. They can become warriors. Same with trolls. She doesn't have that option. Her race doesn't procreate. There have been... I mean, unless she creates them or has the power to create them, that's it. This is a problem that she doesn't have a solution to. And she knows that. And I think... In the back of her mind, even if she knows there might be a string attached, even if this might be a bad idea, what other options does she have? I think she would take the deal. I think she would take the deal because she needs to make sure her people are going to continue on. And now she's the war chief; She has to keep the horde intact. And if she has no frontline warriors, that kind of ruins that whole thing, especially when the alliance goes, all right, well, we're done with the Legion and we're done with all this. We still got a bone to pick with you about stuff that's happened over the years. Let's go knock on your door. She doesn't have
0: a choice. Well, I think th- we'll just wrap it up there. We do have a couple of other emails, but I think we'll go ahead and shelve those until next time. Again, if you have a question for us over at LoreWatch that you'd like us to address, anything Legion, re- anything lore related, it can even be, you know, Overwatch lore or Diablo lore. It doesn't have to be specifically Warcraft lore. You can send that to podcast at com. Just make sure that you put LoreWatch in the subject line and. We may see that on a future show here. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad's free site experience. And for you guys, the listeners of Lore Watch, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. A lot of Blizzard's books and novels are available as audiobook versions, and you can get them as that free book with the with the 30-day trial, including Arthas. I know we mentioned that today. Um, that's a really good one, and it'd be a really good one to check out. Uh, to go ahead and sign up for that free trial, you just go to blizzardwatch.com slash audible and sign up. Um, final thoughts, you guys. As far as the whole conundrum goes with Bolvar, do you think, I mean if we're going to see this addressed in an upcoming expansion, how soon do you think we're going to see anything like that? Like, do you think this is p- potentially next expansion material or are we talking like a little further down the road?
1: I feel like they've dropped a ton of hints about the next expansion mm-hmm. that aren't about Bolvar. I, I, I would be surprised if the next expansion is Bolvar. I wouldn't be surprised if the expansion after it is Bolvar. Like, you know, you have whatever the threat is next expansion, which Switches everyone's focus and nobody has time to think about that giant army of undead kind of getting stronger and stronger up north because they're they're busy focusing on, you know, old gods or whatever, whatever the next expansion threat is. And I I definitely don't I don't expect it to be that soon. I feel like this will be stuff they give time to to, to develop before they actually throw it at us. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they decided, "Eh, sure, undead, people like undead. Brath was popular. Okay, same I mean, same question, Joe.
2: I, I agree with Rossi. I think that the next expansion is all going to be about dealing with other things, and it behooves Bolvar and the Lich King, that entity, to wait because those other things we deal with are things that it would have to deal with anyway. And what's better than if the strongest forces on the planet weaken themselves dealing with this other problem that I eventually would have to deal with, and then I go mop up the cleanup or mop up mop them up and clean up. So's the better and that's what a general would do that is what that warrior would do it wouldn't be you know that instantaneous sort of let's go to war it would be how do i make this stronger
0: and do you guys think that there's potentially enough material there to go with a, a, a lich king focus
1: for a for a sequel of sorts oh, sure for an entire oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely okay yeah. The the real question is is are they going to do it like you don't just go back to Northrend, do you? I mean, how do you how do you do it? I mean, that's the right. real question. Um, if you do it as a go back to Northrend, do you do you literally just go back to those same zones, or is it like we we went to Draenor and it was technically a new continent, but it's you know will we have old old Northrend and new Northrend on the map, and you you pick which one you want to go to? I, I don't know. That's that's the is question. There but yeah, there's a
0: dragon somewhere pulling the strings. We don't know
1: yet. I definitely feel like there's there's tons you could. There's, we left so much undone, like like Asjol we didn't touch. Like the whole, there's lots we could do. There's there's tons.
0: Okay, one one final final question, and this is kind of leading into because next time I want to talk about these guys, the old gods. Obviously, Yog Saron still has a foothold up in Northrend. It's kind of evidenced when you go up to up to um, Ulduar and you go talk to Magni, who is up there. One of the things that you confront right off the bat is like these tentacle things that are, it's obvious something is still going down up there, and maybe we didn't defeat yogg as thoroughly as we thought we did. If the next expansion is focusing on the Old Gods, as intended, and we end up taking care of that issue as intended, do we inadvertently hand Bolvar a tremendous
1: advantage? Uh, it certainly could could be the case because the old gods are definitely a
2: problem for the Lich King and always have been so
0: okay what do you think Joe
2: yeah I mean that's a hard one it, it's <laughs> definitely definitely a possibility that we have a lot of plot games.
0: points there's, there's a lot of plot points that they can play with yeah, isn't there?
2: yeah there's a lot of directions they can go
0: okay well, we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out thank you very much for the emails guys and we will see you next time